Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. We're so excited to have you guys with us today. I've titled uh, today's message as, He Made You Worthy. Amen. Amen. And we're going to be talking about communion and the power of communion yes. and uh, kind of killing some sacred cows. I, I hope you're hungry. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> that <laughs> but, was cheesy. It but, was, yeah, it was. It was. Okay. But anyway, killing sacred cows, that's so true. Yeah. Because so many of us, you guys, have gotten caught up in religion. And there's a lot of things that have been brought into religion mm-hmm. that were never meant for us. Anything, first of all, that is a tradition of men is not necessarily. There are some traditions of men that are true and are founded from the word of God. But most traditions of men mm-hmm. are not founded in the word of God. They've been created because of a person's experience. They've been created because of a person's lack of understanding Lack of understanding of the word of God, lack of time spent in the word of God, right. lack of good doctrinal teaching, good sound foundational teaching, lack of revelation from the Holy Spirit. There's so many different things that create traditions of men. So there have been many things that we have done and that we have heard as we have sat in pulpits of varying kinds. Uh, we've heard different things, particularly concerning communion particularly concerning receiving of the Lord's body. If you're like Herman and myself, I can speak really of myself. I found myself uh, at at the time of communion Mm -hmm. um, growing up. I knew it was something that we did. I knew it was holy. I didn't really know why we did it. I would see my parents participating. I mean, even as a young child growing up, I'd see my parents doing it. I knew it was like holy. I knew it was something not to be played with, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I So I had a reverence, a fear of it, literally though, <laughs> a literal fear, yeah. not a holy fear, but a literal fear of communion. Um, and then as I grew up, um, you know, and based on my parents' understanding and based on what we were being taught in churches and whatnot, um, I started to see it as so holy that I didn't know if I was worthy to participate in it. It was that holy. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> it was like, okay, that is on a whole nother level of holiness. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, Absolutely. That's so, what we were doing. And, and, and there's so many ways I want to uh, uh, kind of approach this. And I just believe that, you know, God is going to show us exactly um, how to really introduce it. I want to say, I want to start with this right here. Start with the I, I want to go ahead and Start. bring out the butcher knife. Oh Lord! And kill a sacred cow first, really quick. Um, just Mark seven eight, just you as a that, precursor. That's to always okay. The sacred cow. Hold, hold your, hold your. Uh, I gotta post. buy one of those fingers because it really works <laughs> well for her. But when I pull out my finger, it doesn't quite evoke the same response. Shut up, babe. So look, you guys. So Mark 7, 8, this is going right in line with your uh, butcher you knife. You have no idea where With your I'm butcher going. knife. Ahead, no, <laughs> no, it just says, um, it says in verse, well, Mark 7, 7, how be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines, the commandment of men. Mm-hmm. Verse 8, 
For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men. It says, as the washing of as the washing of pots and cups and many other such things you do. So in other words, you have forsaken the commandment of the Lord, what God has said, mm -hmm. and you've come up with your own interpretation or you come up with your own and you've replaced what God has said for the traditions of men. And, uh, and it says, and he said unto them for well, ye reject, and this is King James, obviously the commandment of God that ye may keep your own tradition. And the Bible ends up saying that, that, uh, that in verse 13, it says, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition. Yeah. So it says, which ye have delivered and, and many such things do ye. So the thing is, is that our traditions, our sacred cows, mm -hmm. the things that we have come to hold dear, the things that we have just perpetuated through generation, through gen generation after generation, church through after church. Um, and it's, it's just like what we've been taught, but we haven't actually looked at the text. We haven't actually looked at what the word of God is commanding us. We haven't looked at the context. And one thing Andrew Womack always says is that if you have not looked at the context of the text, all you are right. left is the con. When you take the text out of the context, you're left with a con. Yeah. And generally, traditions of men come from a con because the the the, the text, text something the text it says something entirely different. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to say that as a precursor that the traditions of men, and we're going to dispel, I believe, some traditions that we realized were in our lives that I'm sure have been part of of your lives as it pertains to community. All right. So <laughs> I want no, because this is this is a big one, and it's really not so much in the Christian church, although there are Christian churches that participate in this, right? but really the Catholic church, okay, where you feel like you need to have a priest place the broken body right. in your mouth right. for you. You do not need a priest to put anything in your mouth right. at all, right. as if he is the holy one. Right, the mediator. You know, yeah. As if he is the mediator between God and man. Right. So you can meaning take, taking Jesus's place. Right. So I want I want you to hear this right here. This is coming from Revelations one six and seven. Well, well, no, from one five and six. It says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. <laughs> you have been made kings and priests. Amen. You can take your own communion. <laughs> I don't even know where your hand's been putting that in my mouth. <laughs> they probably got some COVID restrictions now on that. But here's the point. Right. You don't need a man to mediate anything Amen. between you and God. Yeah. After Jesus in first Timothy two, five, after the one Christ Jesus. So verse first Timothy two, five says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. the man Christ Jesus was the mediator that now made you that priest. Right. He now made you qualified. He now made you acceptable. He made you righteous. He made you justified. 
So now you are worthy to receive directly from God yourself. But you initially needed one man, the mediator, Jesus Christ, to bridge the gap. Right. There was no way of us getting back in touch with, with God, having relationship, having fellowship. We were not accepted in him in the state that we were in, but because of the one man, Jesus. So there was a mediator that was needed, <clears throat> right. but he already came and he already died and he already performed. He, he his already service. mediated. He already mediated. So we don't need another quote unquote go between. That's what a mediator is. Right. A mediator is a stand between. It, it's a stand in. It, it's a fill in. It, it helps uh, unite and unify two opposing sides. Right. We were in opposition to God and Jesus Christ came in and by his blood, by his sacrifice, he became the go-between between God and man. Yes. So we don't need any more go-betweens. That's right. It's over. It's so over. Take your Amen. own communion. Go get your crusty bread or whatever you got, a cracker, some water, some juice, Amen. whatever, because we're going to be having communion at the end and you can do it yourself. Amen. 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 So I want to I want to turn over to Romans chapter five. Okay. Romans chapter five, <clears throat> and uh, I want to read. I'll just start at verse six. So Romans five six, it says, "For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly." Who was the ungodly? Us. We were. Right. Before Christ died, right. we were, we were ungodly. Right. But Christ died for us who were in an ungodly right. state. Right. Okay. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die. Yet perhaps maybe for a right. good man, someone would dare to die. But God commended. Mm -hmm. God introduced his love to you in that while you were yet sinners, died. Christ died for you. Christ died for us. So it says, let me read that again. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, yet sinners, Christ died for us while we were steeped in the middle of our yeah. muck Amen. of sin, completely separated from God. We yeah. had 0, 0.00 relationship with God, but yet he loved us right in the middle of where we were. Amen. And we had no ability to rescue ourselves. No, no. So we were, we were steep. It's like we were in quicksand of death and Jesus came down and pulled us completely without any assistance from us whatsoever. Right. It wasn't like, yeah, give me your hand. Okay. I got your hand. Okay. Now, now lift up here on this rock and, and help me. And we had no, there was no leverage. We offered him. We didn't offer him. It was like completely dead weight with the weight of sin, with the weight of condemnation, the weight of guilt, the weight of rejection, the weight of every single of sickness and disease, the weight of everything. God pulled us up. Jesus pulled us up. Woo, without just, without any help from you whatsoever. Yeah. Nothing. That's right. No help from you. Yeah. That there was nothing. It's like, yeah. you know, but what's funny is when you said quicksand, it just made me think about all the movies I've seen. Right. You know, <laughs> where they fell into the quicksand and the more they struggled, yeah. the faster they 
you know, yep, sank. That's what I'm saying. The faster they you would sink. You can't do anything. You got to just be still and hope, and, and, and hope somebody oh, can just. Oh, man. Thank God for mm-hmm. extending the stick through <laughs> the ladder yeah. so that we could get pulled out of that Amen. the quicksand of sin. Yeah. So do you understand what I'm getting at? Is that while we were totally separated from God, yeah. while we not only maybe were doing things wrong, but our very nature yeah. was sin. Yeah. Okay. So, but here we go. Um, verse what? You know, we, we, I'm going to read verse eight okay. again, and I'm going to read verse nine. It says, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for, man, we were sinners and Christ died for us. Um, much more, Amen. much, 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 more. much more. I mean, think about that. What gets much more right. of Christ dying for us when you're dead? When you, yeah, when and helpless. We're, when we're sinners, when we're dead, and what gets better worth than nothing? That? When you're worth nothing, it says much Amen. more than being now justified by His blood, Amen. we shall be saved from wrath. Through him. Yes. So much more. Look, look what he did when we were sinners. Yes. Now he's saying, you guys aren't sinners anymore. Yeah. You have been justified. Yeah. You have been now created as if you never sinned. Yes. Before. In fact, Amen. your new spirit man doesn't even know what sin is. Amen. It has no relationship with sin. Why? Because it's been made one with Christ Jesus. Yes. That's who you are now made one with. And you don't even know the core, the real you doesn't even know sin. Yes. Praise God. Much more than Christ dying for you. Yes. Much more than God introducing his love to you by Christ dying. Now that we've been justified. Yes. We have, we now be saved from wrath. For if we were enemies when we were reconciled to God by the death. So listen to this. Right. For if when we were enemies of God and we were reconciled by him when we were enemies by the death of his son, much, much more. more. <laughs> I should have titled this much, much more. more. Amen. Much more being reconciled. We shall be saved by his life. Yes. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Praise God. There is much, we're in a much better position now that we've been justified than we were when we were in sin, when he extended this gift of love called his son's death. Now we are justified. Amen. Now we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yes. Things are easier now. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, yes. Tr- trust me, I'm going to use that later on and it'll make sense. Like, why well, I thought Herman was talking about communion. Why is he talking and about I'm, this? And I'm going to just add to what you're saying in Romans 8 really fast. It says that in keeping with that much more. Mm-hmm. Okay. In keeping with the fact that when we were dead and sinned, he rescued us then. So now, in other words, what he's saying is now that we are accepted in the beloved, 
now that we have been brought into the family of God, right. everything, if he was willing to do that then, right. how much more now? So Romans 8.32 says, he that spared not his own son, mm. but delivered him up for us all when we were dead in sin. Yes. That's what he did when we were undeserving. How shall he not with him freely give us all things now? How would he not? How would he have not added that to added every benefit to us if he was willing to do that for us? Right. When he did that for us, he brought us up to the level of now freely giving us all things. And then it turns around and says in Romans 8, 33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Yeah. It's God that justified you. So in other words, and then it says, who is he that condemns? In other words, who is he that's trying to accuse you and point the finger at mm -hmm. you now? Remember, now you've been brought into the family. Right. So who is it that's going to try to condemn you now? It's Christ that died. That's right. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for you. The one who could accuse you. The one who actually could right. say, hey, you didn't do all this right. Mm -hmm. You stand condemned. The one who has the right really to do it. We know that the devil is the accuser of the brethren, but he doesn't have any st standing. Right. He doesn't have any position. He doesn't have any right. Jesus, if anything, would have a right to say, hey, I perfected the law. You didn't perfect the law. Yeah. He's the one that could accuse you. But no. He's the one that died for you. Mm -hmm. The one that could accuse you, rightfully accuse you, actually died for you. And he is making constant intercession for you. Right. The one that could accuse you, the one that actually has the right to do it, is, is making intercession for you. Mm. So it says then in verse 35, who shall separate you from the love of God? Mm. Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall famine? No, nothing. In all, and then it, it concludes with, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Not through the one that condemned us, who had the right to condemn us and then condemned us, but the one who had the right to condemn us, but then pulled us up out of our mess, died for us right in the middle of our mess, freely gave us all things, raised us up to a level worthy of his right. love, and then loved the mess out of us, and nothing can separate us from that love. Just think about it. Amen. <laughs> Just think about all the times that you have felt guilty about something you did, which, you know, hey, look, we, we make mistakes. Yes. But just think about how much you thought God retracted his love from you. Right. Because you made a mistake. Yep. When you just read that nothing will separate you from his love. Amen. Nothing. 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 And but on top of that, when you were not in this much more position, position, right? He sent his son to die for you while you were much less. Right. <laughs> right. 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 So you at your very nature was a sinner. Right. And he loved you then. Right. Why do you think he not loves you? Would it, why, why would you think would he wouldn't he love you yeah. now that you've been made much right, more, right. but you made a mistake, but now God's going to retract his love right. from you when he extended his love right. while you were a hot mess. A hot mess. A hot mess. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and here comes the devil. Oh, remember what you did? Right. Remember what you did. Amen. Yeah. Oh, do you remember what you did? Right. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember. Right. Oh, God doesn't love me anymore. I don't want to pray. I don't want to go. I, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to pray. And I sure enough don't want to do communion. No, and I'm sure enough <laughs> going to avoid the lightning bolt. <laughs> That in made, front of the congregation. Oh, yeah. Don't know. Oh, I don't want to get called out. Oh, no. Mm -mm. I don't know what's worse, the lightning bolt or the embarrassment. I think the, I think the, 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 the uh, embarrassment may be worse than the lightning bolt. <laughs> I mean, but again, just think about it. We were taking communion just to avoid embarrassment. Right. Oh, my gosh. This was Seriously. so. Let me tell you. So let me just tell you how I really feel. Uh oh. <laughs> this. Like I said, was a travesty. It this is. is shameful. Shameful. I I don't care if it's being done in ignorance, but it is shameful that the church, that not the church, the elders of the church, the elders, the uh -oh. pastors, uh -oh. the preachers, every Sunday or one one Sunday a month, whatever y'all do, right? Has you take a moment to remember. The greatness of what God did for us. Here, you know what? No, no, no. Wait a minute. Because we're not just remembering that He broke His no, body. No, you said it's shameful that they have us remembering the greatness of what God did for us. No, 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 no. It. I didn't finish. Oh, what I was we'll saying finish. is that it's shameful that they were actually taking a moment where we're supposed to be celebrating and remembering right. this love. Yes. That's what we're supposed to. That's what we're. See, when you say uh, the body of Christ, when you talk about the blood, we talk. You're talking about His love. Yes. I'm not just remembering Jesus. I'm remembering the love of God in this Amen. moment, and you're guilting me. You're making me feel guilty about remembering God's love because I haven't apologized for something that I did. When when he actually spent his love on Amen. me right in the middle of me being a sinner. Right. How dare you? So what Herman is 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 referring to is again what we started out talking about, the traditions of men, and about how, at least in a couple of the services that we attend uh, churches that we attended, um, no church in particular, but and many churches across if the shoe fits where many churches across the United States and the world um, where at the time of communion, there is an opportunity to remember ourselves and re really our faults and kind of get our faults confessed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, Herman and I spoke at a, at a church a, a couple of years back. Where in, when we were kind of shocked in the middle of the service and they did it, they they went all out with with their uh, remembering of not Jesus, but remembering of sins and confession of sins. We they wanted everyone to get up before the service and actually walk across. And they had like 15 minutes where you just kind of walk across and you talk to different people. And you ask everyone in the congregation if I have wronged you, have I wronged you? And if so, I repent. Have I wronged you? And if so, it's like you're getting every sin confessed, making you eligible or making you worthy 
or making you then qualified to participate and partake in communion. Right. And that is not what we are supposed to do. Let me just tell you this. Jesus made you worthy. Amen. Jesus, what Jesus did, not what you didn't do or not what you did made you worthy to come before the Lord and, and participate Amen. in communion. It's the blood, it's the sacrifice of Jesus that made you worthy. Yes. Amen. Once and for all worthy. Yes. Yes. Not where you don't have to remember. You remember right. it's the blot out the the remembrance of sin. Yes. That's what the sacrifice of Jesus was supposed right. to do. Was supposed to not only erase it from your spirit, man, but erase it from your consciousness. Yes. So now, right. The word says that this that his sacrifice was supposed to remove this from my yes. mind, yes. from my consciousness. You find that, right? Not only am I it's supposed to re remove it. Now you're telling me that I need to remember it. God tells me that it ought to be removed from my consciousness. And now here comes pastor so-and-so yeah. to tell me that I now need to take a moment and remember my sin, the sin that Jesus paid for and remove and, and told me that I need to remove it from my remembrance. Yes. Do you understand the guilt that has been laid on the body of Christ? Yeah. In such a, a holy moment, let's right. say, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus. And now I'm guilty. I'm standing guilty in my mind. I stand condemned in my mind. Yes. And I don't even want to take communion. Right, man. Well, this is one verse here in Hebrews nine. So like I saw it somewhere else too. But um, well, for one, the implication again. So um, the implication here, hold up one second. Is that it's talking about in Hebrews about how the, the priest would um, do his priestly duty. But let's see. Which Okay. But jump down to in Hebrews 9. It says, uh, verse 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through, we'll go back to verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats mm -hmm. and of the ashes and of the heifer, for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctify to the purifying of the flesh. This is King James. How much more shall the blood of Christ, <coughs> who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience mm. from dead works? Well, sin is a dead work. Mm. Dead works to serve the living God. So the thing is, is that in the context of communion, when we are apologizing to one another, when we are examining ourselves and, and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, we're going to back up and we're going to really slow walk this thing. But when we were remembering our sins in an effort to get rid of our sins, to make us worthy to take communion, we were actually remembering our sins by putting the emphasis on the sin that I had committed against somebody. If I had had an argument with my husband, I needed to get that covered under the blood. If I had this or that, 
first of all, I can't even think of all of the sins I have committed. If it's not under the blood, I am toast anyway, because I can't even recall the sins of omission, the sins of commission, the sins that I have willfully committed, the sins that I have not even known, the things that I have thought and meditated on and didn't even realize I was sinning, lust, anything I could have been doing and not even remembering things from a child, things that I can never account for all of my confession. But what we were doing in those moments is we were trying to get it right with God. We were trying to become worthy of taking what God was already had already made us worthy to take. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that in Hebrews 9:14, it says that that the sacrifice of Jesus purges our conscience. It 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 purges us to the uttermost, to even our conscience, to even our thinking. Mm-hmm. We are not supposed to have a consciousness of sin. And when we were doing <clears throat> that, we, without realizing it, we were creating a consciousness of sin right before we were participating in something that is removed, removed our consciousness. Re- of. Exactly. It's like we were reinstating <laughs> the very thing that communion is supposed to you know what, re- remove our consciousness. You know what we were it didn't doing? even make sense. You know what we were doing the whole time, all, all these years? We were trying to live in this new covenant. Right. This is the new covenant right. in my blood. We were trying to live as Old Testament saints. Absolutely. See, when it says here in, in 913 that under the old covenant with the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of a heifer were sprinkled on those who were defiled and effectively cleansed them outwardly from their ceremonial ceremonial impurities. See, when you when the Old Testament uh saints they they had to practice uh sacrifice you had to make a sacrifice the priest had oh, to I make another verse. the priest had to make sacrifice yeah don't don't forget it because i know okay. which one you're talking about the the priest had to make sacrifices for the sins of the people so let me read this real quick so earlier in hebrews 9 <laughs> and back up a little bit and um And it says in verse six, it says, now, when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But in the second went the high priest alone every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. Oh, sorry. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. So the way into the holy of holies was not yet made because Jesus hadn't yet come. It says, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. So when the old covenant was still in place and before Jesus had come, there wasn't a way directly into the holy of holies apart from this priestly doing, you know, apart from this priestly uh, service. And then it says, but this was a figure for the time present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. So it did not purify you to the conscience level. Mm. It temporarily atoned. It was a temporary covering. Now, if you think about it, we don't have a covering. It's been completely blotted out. Right. 
It's been completely wiped out. This was a covering so that when God looked over at them, he did not see sin. He saw a covering. He saw blood. Blood was the covering. He saw an atonement. He saw a covering for their sins. But the whole point is in verse nine is that this was basically a shadow of what was to come. Mm -hmm. But in all of these offerings and all of these gifts, this service did not make the the priest perfect and it did not make the people perfect as it pertains to the conscience. Notice it says as it pertains to the conscience, which means that it did not it did not completely wipe away their sins to the mm -hmm. uttermost. It wasn't just like a complete wipeout. It wiped it out to where at least they knew that they weren't going to get struck dead by God. They had a a filler, a mediator, that blood, the blood of bulls and goats, or excuse me, the blood of, yeah, bull, of bulls and of goats and, and things like that was a temporary atonement, a temporary mediator between them and God to not, to not have the wrath of God come upon them, but they still knew that they were not righteous. Mm -hmm. They still knew they were going to have to do this again when they messed up because they were going to mess up again. Right. There was still an awareness. There was still a, 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 a yeah, just a, a, you're, you're walking around knowing that, okay, I have a temporary truce with God at the moment because right. I've got the sin covered. Right. But I know <laughs> that this, I'm going to have to do this again and I'm going to have to make sure I do it right again right. so that I am still in God's good grace. But that was, that was why it was designed like that. It was to, it was to keep you in remembrance of your sin so that you would know that you needed a savior. Yes. That you could never do enough yes. to earn it for yes. yourself. Yes. So the old covenant was constantly. to constantly keep you in remembrance that you need a savior. I can't, yeah. You need a savior. I'll never be perfect. I'll never be good yeah. enough. Yeah. I got to keep this on my mind. So we took this old covenant mindset. Right. That's why in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it talks about being transformed yes. by the renewing of your mind. Get out of the old covenant. Right. Get out of the world. Get out of the old covenant way of thinking and come into the new yes. covenant. Because oh, here in Hebrews 12, it says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness oh, and their sins and, and their, their iniquities. Yeah, and I, I will remember no more. No, more. let me get close. <laughs> if, God, if God yes. does not remember your sin, why are you remembering your sin? Amen. Why? Because a man with a with a with a turned around collar. On stage is telling you to remember your sin. He's telling you to do something that God Himself doesn't even do. Amen. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You guys, this is powerful. We have been bamboozled, bamboozled into doing the very thing that we wanted to do it worthily. We've been doing it unworthily. Because we've been following traditions of men and not the word of God. Now, we haven't even gotten into. We haven't even gotten into it yet. The crux of this tradition. Right. And what we've been taught. But you have to understand that we have been taught as new covenant believers yes. to be old covenant saints. Old covenant minded. Yes. Not only did we need to remember our sin, but. 
we needed to tithe properly or we were going to be cursed. Yeah. If we tithe, God is actually going to curse us right. for not tithing. That's a whole nother subject. Right. But I'm just telling you, we were taking on this mindset of old covenant saints looking to looking for the abundant life right. in Christ Jesus, but we were working a different system. Oh, talk about that system, babe. No, the but I'm, I'm saying that when, yes. when, when, when a football yes. player or a basketball player, when they, when they, when they get traded to a new team. Yes. Well, when you leave the Cowboys, because <laughs> that's what you should want to do as a Cowboy. You should be looking to get out with a crazy show. Or the Raiders. No, I'm just going to mess with the Cowboys. <laughs> and come to and, the Steelers. And move to the Steelers. <laughs> the where, where life in abundance <laughs> Okay. Look, you generally, can, yeah, you have to put down the cowboy playbook. The cowboy playbook does not work in the Pittsburgh Steelers system. So if you're looking for Pittsburgh Steelers success, it cannot come out of the cowboy playbook. Amen. Run and plays it. Yep. No, you, wait, you can come back. You go the wrong way. But what are you talking about? We do this all the time at the Cowboys. You yeah. ain't playing for the Cowboys no more. <laughs> Run the darn route right. Right. <laughs> Not here doing all these exercises right. and stretching all week long for you to be running the wrong way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus. But, no, look, Jesus get a huddle. All right, look. We we gonna we gonna run the, the X cross jet 50, all right? X cross jet jet 50 on one. Got it. One, ready, two, three, ready, ready, three. Ready. <laughs> And then you you go out, you ain't running the, the XJ cross 50 or whatever I said it was. You running the, the ZW rodeo 45. Man, that's the wrong, you going the wrong way. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. But that's what we've been doing. No, but look, that's what we've been doing. We've been running oh these gosh. Old Testament blaze. <laughs> you know, we still try. Look, the body of Christ, we now operate on Windows 10. Right. Okay. <laughs> Don't be pulling out that old Windows 1 where you had to crank it up. And I mean, I'm trying, oh I'm being funny. Just try to make it stick. Right. We are no longer under the old covenant. Amen. In fact, the word of God says that the old covenant has been fulfilled in us in us yes the righteousness the righteousness of the law has been fulfilled yes in us yes when we said yes to jesus it made us perfect amen the three there's only one you it's the spirit you but you have a soul and you live in a body but the core of you the one that's been transformed into Christ Jesus yes. has now been perfected. Amen. That's the only reason you get to sit next to God right. at the right hand of the Father yes. in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's it. He made you worthy. He made you he worthy. Made you worthy. So you stand worthy. Right. So you, we. You can't be. So you can't retract from that state of worthy. Mm. You know. You you can do things that do not line up with the nature that you now possess, but you can't change your nature. 
Right. Your nature is your nature. Yeah. So you can do things that line up with that nature, or you can do things that don't line up with the nature, but the nature is still the nature. See, I put this this message from Valerie on here. She said, I was told the reason I became sick was because my mother wouldn't get saved. And she probably heard that from a pastor or a teacher. Right. Someone or somebody. In a, it's in just somebody in the body, somebody in the body yeah, of Christ. Yeah. This is the foolishness that we've been taught. Um, what I want to do now is I want to go ahead because we need to have communion. Yes, we do. We're gonna have communion. And here's the deal. We're going to cover all those other things. But today, I want to assure you that you are worthy to participate in communion. Yes. And it's not even about being worthy because we've already been made worthy. Amen. But this word worthily, which we will go into, right. is not worthy. Right. Worthy and worthily, that little I, yeah. I-L-Y, yeah. is a big deal. One is an adverb. One is an adjective. One is an adjective. Okay. You are worthy to participate in this communion because Jesus made you worthy. Amen. It ain't got nothing to do with you remembering your Amen. sin because God God is looking at you saying, what are you talking about? I don't even because understand. What already, language are yes. you speaking? Amen. God doesn't already, speak sin. Mm. You he, know what and I'm saying? he doesn't understand it when you speak it. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. He doesn't understand it when you speak it. That's right. So And so he doesn't even acknowledge our sin, you guys, because oh, our man. sin has been dealt with. He doesn't even acknowledge. I want you sin. to think about this for a moment. Think about even beyond communion. How many times you sat around and thought about your sin? I want you to think about that. And then think about how many times you thought about your sin right before you took communion. Right. And were told to do that. Right. And felt guilty. And ashamed. Right. right. And condemned. As think you, about that. Yeah. As you were trying to atone, you could say, in that moment, it's like you're trying to atone for your sins in right. that moment yourself. Right. Jesus already provided the atonement. He was the atonement. He was the one who blotted out our sin. But in that moment, right before communion, mm. you are actually trying to atone for your own sin. Right. You're actually trying to me looking to Herman and saying, babe, if I, for, I should be forgiven him anyway. I should want to keep my heart purified anyway. Exactly. But it's not a condition for me receiving mm -hmm. of the of the the life that Jesus has already provided for me. Right. So it's like me looking at him saying, okay, I repent, I repent of how I did this and did yeah, this. You should and do that this. anyway. You should do that anyway. But me doing that to become worthy to take something <clears throat> that I have already been found worthy to take. Right. That makes me doing it now in a manner that is unworthy. Right. But see, you, you have to understand something that guilt, shame, condemnation, you will never fulfill God's call on your life ever. As long as your mindset is stuck in that gear of shame and guilt, mm -hmm. you can't do it. You can't even fulfill what God put Jesus on the inside of you to, do. to fulfill mm -hmm. because your head won't ever get in line with yeah. your spirit. Amen. And, as, and until that happens, you will never fulfill the call of God on your life. Right. That is why it's so important for you to transform your oh mind. Yes. yes. Because you totally miss it. So me coming before God 
and remembering what Jesus did for me, remembering how God so loved me in this moment, I am, I am, I am becoming a obstacle, a hurdle in my walk with Jesus. Yeah. I won't be able to run the play right, right, right. because guilt will slow me down. Right. Guilt will make me trip yeah. on on the turf or go in another direction or go all another together, direction. run another play. The touchdown is that yeah. way. I'm running back this Absolutely. way. This is what remembering what you did so. And and the thing is, is that remembering what you did, it, it comes down to either. It comes down to you remembering you. Yes. It comes down to you. And whenever oh. you remember you, mm. the devil will always see to it that you fall short. You are always going to come up with shortcomings when you remember you. You will never look at yourself fairly right <laughs> and think to yourself you know what yeah I'm, I'm i'm i am you know i'm i'm in your own strength i mean apart from jesus now yeah i'm i'm not that bad i'm pretty good you know i do things right i mean i'm i'm worthy of this you are always <sighs> come up short if you are remembering yourself and that is what the devil wants you to do and that's one of the ways that the devil has crept <clears throat> into the church mm-hmm. He's crept into the church, not overtly saying, yeah, I'm the devil and this, that, and the other. We'd just cast him out right away if he came in like that. But he's crept in through traditions of men. He's crept in through, I believe, you know, ignorance. I believe through a lot of ignorance. He's crept in as being some of these pastors. Right. But I believe it's through, I believe that a lot of these pastors, honestly, in ignorance, have embraced this idea mm-hmm. of because of, and we will get into it, but the examine ourselves portion of scripture that <clears throat> examine ourselves. And I'll explain, we'll explain all, right. all of that later. But because of that, they thought I'm examining myself to, to, you know, and when I examine myself, I always come up with sin. I'm all, there's always sin. Whenever I examine myself, there's sin. So it must mean that I need to confess all of my sin. Mm-hmm. That must mean what that means. Because when I examine myself, I examine myself and I discover that, yeah, I'm not perfect. And, I, and I'm and i not worthy to take this. So since I'm not worthy to take this, let me do whatever I need to do to become worthy to take this. That is all wrong. Join us, you guys. Get, get your, your communion Get out. your cracker, your bread, whatever you have. And listen to what Jesus is instructing us to do. <laughs> okay. He says here in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four, and when he had given thanks, he said, take, eat. This is my body, Amen. not your body. This is my body, which is broken for you. Yes. So if you want to remember you in any kind of way, remember that his body was broken for you. That's the only you. Amen. <laughs> this do in remembrance of who? as often as you do you know that's but we're gonna get there but this right here do this in remembrance of me not in the remembrance of you right amen so jesus we we remember yes. that you broke your body we remember that you took those stripes on your body for us in our place in our stead Amen. So we wouldn't have to. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And so we thank you that as we receive this, as we remember you in this moment, that we're allowing the spirit of life to invade our flesh. 
Amen. Yes. So we receive this with a spirit of thanksgiving and remembrance of you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you only. And you only. Thank you, Lord. Then after the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped. This cup, this cup right here is the new testament. It's the new playbook that you get to live your life according to. This is what King David was talking about when yeah. he said, blessed are they who, who you know, God, the Lord, does the, the Lord doesn't even remember. Even David knew it way back then. <laughs> but we, He was in the old covenant saying, man, yeah. they are so blessed. When they get this new covenant, they're going to be so blessed. Never thinking that we'd be up here in the new covenant. Trying to be him. David was like, are you stupid? Right. I'm trying to be you. I'm envying the time when when I could be you, and you're sitting there thinking about how you don't want to be me. Right. You don't want to be in my position. Oh, no. oh this was way hard. Yeah. Oh, this was a workout. This yeah. old covenant. Yeah. You think you can do this old covenant? Yeah. No, you can't. Amen. But he says this right here is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you do it. Yes. In remembrance of me. Amen. Him and him only. You can't be remembering him and remembering you at the same time. Yes. So amen. this right here made us worthy. This right here made us righteous. This uh, blood right here made us holy. Amen. Us. So the, the one that I'm examining is that new me in Christ Jesus. That's almost like me looking at Jesus and saying, he ain't worthy. Right. I better put this down. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. That's good. He is worthy. Yeah. So I am yeah, worthy because he is worthy. Yes. That is my examination. It's all over. Yeah. I got the little green <laughs> check mark on there. So let's remember Amen. what Jesus did on our behalf, so we don't have to remember Amen. our sin anymore. Amen. Amen. And Amen. now, now Jesus. we can move forward with God's plan for our lives because we're in our right minds. We're getting our minds paired <laughs> up with our spirit man so that they can communicate Amen. properly. And then our body won't have any choice. Amen. And guess what? You were never weak. You were never sick because of taking communion unworthily. Amen. Amen. This right here is an antidote, is a remedy yeah, right. for the life and wholeness of the spirit. That same spirit that raised Jesus from Amen. the dead. Now that you've taken it worthily right. today, right. now I have an expectation of my flesh yes. getting in line with the spirit of life in Christ Jesus because I just participated worthily. Yes. Amen. And I remembered him. Amen. It's all about you, Lord. So look, guys. Please like and share this if it yes. has been a blessing and, and, to you. And please tell your friends and family yes. that they can come and take communion Amen. without thinking about their wrongs, yeah. their shortcomings. Their tell them it's all about remembering him Amen. and not remembering them. Amen. Amen. Make sure you tell them that you're operating from a different playbook now. Amen. Amen. So, hey, let that communion do its work. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. 
And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.